it's like home, you know. I've been there for so long, and I practice all the time, and I still do. I threw a song out tonight that I knew I didn't have it done, but I would do it anyway just to get it out there, you know. When I met you, it was at a performance here earlier in the year. I mean, yeah. we were chatting over, over some things, and uh, you've been performing for many years, as we said, but also throughout this region. What does having performance spaces available for live music, what does that mean to, to a performing artist? Well, especially this day, in this day and age, it's very tricky. I mean, there's not as many performing areas that you can actually uh, play as there used to be. I'm talking about, let's go back, 60s, 70s, 80s. Those, those decades right there. Uh, the group I was with, we had two nights a month off. We played every single night uh, all over the place. I remember, uh, but the clubs back then, the entertainment started 10 o'clock at night and went to 2. So by the time you go to the diner and you come home, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, and everybody's going to work, and you just wave to them, and you got to go home and go to sleep because you're wiped out. But I'll tell you what, it keeps your weight down because <laughs> you're working a lot and you're running around all the time. And not only did we play, um, you know, like I said, two nights a month off maybe, six nights a week we played, but we rehearsed five days a night. So we were playing around the clock. And I was with the same guys on this particular run with this band about 15, 20 years. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, and, and we made a living. I mean, I had, uh, you know, I have a son and a daughter, and I lived up at Highland Lakes. I had them build a house for me. It was beautiful. And everything was going great. But today, it's a lot different. I have students that want to play for a living, I have asthma, as you know, I teach asthma, and I, I tell them, uh, don't do it, you know, <laughs> don't do it. It's a nice, fun thing to do, but get a real job. But in Asmar's case, you know, he, he, he's 10, he has a good chance of, of really doing it, so that's a different story. But for most people, even if they're, you know, really talented, it's just that there's not enough work and there's an overload of musicians. And it's the same thing in every, any business, when you have an overload, and then there's less here, there's always, uh, it's rough, you know. You alluded to uh, teaching Lil Asmar as one of your students. So you're still teaching on, on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Can, can yeah. you share about the importance of having educators in music oh, and in yeah. art? That's really important. Having educators in music, that's a, that's a really big thing. I mean... You know, music is its own language. So it's like learning a language, but it's a very difficult language. Because I, I mean, I can tell you, uh, when, I, when I studied when I was younger, my father was, uh, he was a great guy. I mean, this guy was self-taught at everything. He never graduated high school, but yet he taught himself everything and became a first lieutenant and then a pilot in the Second World War. I mean, he taught himself that. So the thing is, we, my brothers and I, we learned that you have to really work hard to figure things out. So I was in that room working on that music. I would say maybe, you know, I started two hours a day when I was 10. Then I went to four to seven hours a day just to be able to see that. So as I got 
you know, it's a funny thing. As I got older, I had to get glasses, right? It's a quick story about getting glasses. So I, I go there and I go, oh yeah, we got progressive lenses, right? So I usually go on a job and a singer, they throw their music out there and I have to read it like on the spot. So I, I can do that, but I never knew, I never knew that I was reading the whole page at the same time because when I had these progressive lenses, it was like, oh, I, I, I'm, trying to, you know, I'm trying to clear up the page and I'm only getting a section. So I felt like I was on a race car not knowing what the next turn was, you know? <laughs> So he had to give me bifocals, so I, then I, I never knew that until I got the glasses. Now I have the bifocals, it takes in the whole page, I, I see what it is, I'm not staring at any one thing. But in order to do that, you know, you have to, you have, to have rules about what it takes to do something. So what I tell my students is, here's the rule, if you have to think about it, it just means you don't know it. I mean, you might know it on a, on a decent level, but if you, have to think about it at all, it just means you don't know it, which is okay. So just keep going till you reach non-thought and it becomes a reaction and bam, that's it. Mm -hmm. Now obviously you're, you're reaching another generation, Lil Asmar and the other yes. students. As I was doing some homework, um, I saw um, Les Paul oh, yeah. came up with you. Sure. So let me just share about your uh, relationship with Les Paul. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, I met Les Paul back in 1964, somewhere around there. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a little hazy, but let's say 64 to 66, somewhere. But uh, I, I was playing in this jazz club, uh, you know, five nights a week or whatever it was. And uh, the bartender says to me, you know, Les Paul comes in every Saturday night and he watches you play. So I said, yeah, okay, well, introduce me to him. I figured he's just kidding around, you know. Sure enough, he introduced me to Les Paul, he was there, and we became friends. So then he uh, started playing at Fat Tuesdays. We, you know, we stayed in touch for a while, and then you know, he's working, I'm working, we're busy, we don't see each other for a little while. And then I get a call that he's playing at the Iridium by Lincoln Center, and he wants me to come and play with him. So you know, I bring the guitar, I play, and then he had me play on his birthdays, and then I was there more, and then he moved, the Iridium moved to Broadway, I think 57th Street, somewhere around there. And then I play with them there, and uh, you know we would bust each other's chops. I mean, I, I, I one night said to him because he used to go back and forth. He didn't want me to play any guitar up there but a Les Paul, and I would bring another guitar, and he'd say, "What is that pregnant guitar you got?" You know, he'd like bust my chops. So uh, one night I really it was his birthday too. I really gave him a hard time. I told him, and it was true. I had a recording studio at the time. So he says, um, I tell them, you know, they got this new phone out now, and, and it's true, they got this new phone out there, and it's kind of like your competitor. And he knows who I'm talking, I said something about a Fender guy or something, you know, it's a, it's a Fender guitar. So, so he, I can tell he's already hot, man, the place is, well, he was busting me, so now it's my turn again. So I told him, you know, and these businessmen come in and they say, listen, you know, we want a guitar ringtone on it, so play some licks every time it rings, you play this uh, guitar lick, right? So it is a brand of guitar that, you know, we won't, we can't talk about. So you can see the smoke coming out of it. You know? So I said, but look, they're businessmen. They don't really get, they're just out to make money. They don't get the guitar world. So I said, if anybody ever gets that phone and it rings, I'm going to tell you this. I played it all on the Les Paul guitar. <laughs> so that's the Les Paul you're listening to. And I could see the tension just drop. He was, 
and he started laughing, then he hit me on the arm or something. But yeah, so we always had a great time. But another quick, a quick story here too. I went in the dressing room one night, and Les is there, and he says, uh, he was bummed out. He's like, Jerry, I can't play anymore. I got arthritis, and you know, I think he was close to 90 then, you know, and I just can't do what I used to do, and he was kind of upset. And I said, wait a minute, stop. Do you know who you are? You're Les Paul. Do you know what that means? Like, you are Les Paul, not somebody else. You are. People come to see you. They're known all over the world. You got these guitars. You got the whole thing going on. Just talk to them, play a couple of notes, and they love you. <laughs> and that's what he started that's, doing. That's what happened, yeah. <laughs> all right, final question here. Um, so you're still performing. You're still practicing. You're still teaching. Yeah. What's coming on the horizon? Well, you know, in the music business, you just keep throwing, you know, spaghetti against the wall, for lack of another term, and whatever sticks. I mean, you just have, to, in the music business, that's it. You've got to keep doing more and more and keep throwing it out there. It's funny because uh, your buddy Eric over there said to me, your album's great. Why is it on the radio? And he's going on. I said, well, all I know how to do is make them. After that, I don't know what to do with it. Because <laughs> I'm just a musician. And you're so busy in it that you can't... When I was with that group, for instance, and I traveled all around, like I said, we had a manager, we had everything. They did everything. We concentrated on music. We, we didn't, you know, and you just make sure that you get paid, <laughs> you know, that the money's going up. But other than that, no, you, we concentrated on the music and what we had to do. And uh, it, 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 that's how it is. You have to just keep going. You have to have energy, and you keep doing what you think is right. You know, go by your feeling and your passion, and whatever happens, happens. Here we go, folks. Big round of applause. Jerry Topeka. And I can assure you that you will be hearing this music in full rotation over WWFM Jazz oh, on to coming up soon. We're getting ready for the second set now. CDs are available, and also a DVD, which I'm not quite sure of. I know it's 65 minutes long, but I think it's a live performance. They're both on sale over there for $10 each. So Jerry's going to go get situated. We're going to have some ambient music, and we'll get started with the second set. Thank you for your patience.